Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pseudophiles, where Torn Sydney and myself discuss conspiracies, mysteries, and the paranormal. This week we are joined once again by the lovely Kate to talk about one of her favorite topics. Listen as she lends us a hand in providing insights into the art of reading palms. Give me your hands and I can tell you your future. Let me feel your head and I can predict your actions. Show me your butt and I can tell you your personality and we'll call the police. It's palmistry, phrenology, and rumpology. It's pseudophiles. YouTube? What yeah. was that? I okay. forgot about that. That's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. So. What was that? Oh, I don't um, even know if it played through. So I don't know how informed we all are about this. I'm not. Subject. I'm, uh, I've got some cursory knowledge. I looked well, up coffee divination. Kate and I had a Ooh. lot of fun today researching and watching videos. We did. Of people looking at people's butts and <laughs> I think reading palms. We just like looking at the butts. Yeah. We had originally just said palmistry and rumpology. I kind of supplementally did phrenology. And I looked up like coffee and tea or tass- tassiology or tassiology or something. I think that's what it's called. Isn't that what uh, Professor McGonagall does? No. Oh, is that like reading tea leaves and stuff? Yeah. It's and like Professor I, I mean, uh, Professor... And don't coffee tell me. grounds. Emma Thompson. <laughs> Professor Emma Thompson. Professor Emma Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a raspberry? Yep. <laughs> I like to do that to Freddy. I don't know. It's something like Professor Hogsdingle or something. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Hogsdingle? I like Professor it. Professor Trelawney. Trelawney. Trelawney, yeah. She's my idol. Trelawnia Trump. I wish I was Trelawney. Trelawney and Trump. <laughs> why did they... I'm sure There's lots of fan theories about but really, why did they employ her as such an inept... Because she's not inept. Well, because well, because she got one thing right. Well, and also yeah. her family was well known for for that well, too. Apparently, the seer gene was supposed to be passed down, and she had inherited it. But it is uncommon for well humans to make prophecies, and so well then keep her around. Don't make her teach a class. Who is this person? We're talking well, about Harry Potter. Oh God! <laughs> I think it was. I think Dumbledore was probably. Trying to keep her off the street because she was well, yeah, really but she could poor. clean or do the dishes <laughs> <laughs> or other womanly she duties. Could be, <laughs> she could be a house elf. Basically. She could be the crossing guard. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the there's no reason just because she'd be she a can meter maid. One thing she is completely unqualified to teach that class. I think she could have been qualified, but she wasn't. Well, it was a silly, it was a fluff class. Also, the thing that everybody points out all the time is like they never really raise eyebrows about the fact that the defense against the art dark arts is consistently taught by an evil person that they find out about later you know yeah. what I mean? they're always like oops yeah whoops <laughs> all bad. right this new teacher for real is this is gonna be a good one but i mean you can forgive all the will things because it's like it's a great series yeah did you ever try to read uh her 
non Harry Potter stuff that came out afterwards, like a casual vacancy. No, I didn't want to be upset because <laughs> you heard about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a it's a straight bummer. For Is it? The enti- there's not a single happy thing that happens in that entire 500 page uh, book or whatever. I think she just, just wanted to like delve make in. people cry. I don't I don't know. Maybe she just got sick of like the. I don't know if there's dark stuff in Harry Potter, too, so I don't know what her There kind of is, but I mean, every Harry Potter, I mean, it got darker the more it went on, but like in the first few books, it was just like yeah, anticipated happy ending after anticipated yeah, happy exactly. ending. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Maybe she was trying to get that out of her system. But maybe. I don't know. I remember before it came out, people were talking about, it, like, J.K. Rowling wrote a book and it says, fuck in it. Gasp. <laughs> 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 It says worse than that. It's uh, it? it's got creative language. It's like it's very well written and it handles a lot of characters, and it's just god awful. It's <laughs> no reason to ever read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So welcome to Pseudophiles Book Club. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're in our new setup, and I think everybody's a little too comfortable right now. To speak for yourself. <laughs> I'm sitting in an office chair. You guys are on a comfy couch. Eating Doritos. Eating Doritos. Um, but I apologize in advance for my stuffy nose. Because I was sick for my two days. My stuffy nose. <laughs> my stuffy nose. I just wanted to apologize to everybody who's listening. No, you guys didn't get a chance to go to the uh, psychic reader, right? No, we didn't. Because Kate no, failed me. But I don't think I, I even... tried to make the appointment, but the girl didn't call me back. Oh, that's lame. Because you know, she foresaw you being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she foresaw me not tipping her. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Do you tip in, a, in that I don't situation? know. That's a good question. Is it 20% for a psychic reader? I think it depends on if you like what they say. Well, you can't just like what they say. Cause or sometimes agree with gonna what be, they say. Sometimes it's going to be bad news. But I, I don't think, know what's happening with my voice. <laughs> bad news. Bad news. But I think that like part of their like business model is to flatter you so that you spend more money because they want you want to hear what you want to hear, right? Right. So they want to tell you what you want to hear. Spend more money. No, tell you what I want. Yeah, but Kate was telling me though that they do like their prices are kind of ridiculous. Like for a love reading, like or like yeah. a love con- hundred bucks, hundred bucks expensive. for a love consultation. It's crazy. Well, that was yeah. one of the things that I thought was. Uh, for twenty five bucks, you can get just the uh, normal reading, right? Yeah. Like palm reading. That's what well, I tried to do. I they think didn't it was say probably palm, reading, palm but... and like tarot cards and all of okay. it. Okay, but I wonder, like, with that price difference, like, are they just trying extra hard for the loved one? Is that why it costs more? I have no clue. I mean, it's all maybe it has a happy ending. <laughs> 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 it involves palms. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I wanted to do that too before this, but I didn't even know if they actually did palm reading. I just really wanted to see what it looked like. What a practice! They've been in business for thirty years here locally, which blows my mind. And they have two locations. They do. Yeah. Yep. The second location is more uh, shitty. <laughs> no, they do different things. I think they do more like healing type. I don't know if it's massages or what, but they do like mm-hmm. different stuff. Magic massages. Magic massages. Magic. I would go to that. (laughs) Satanic massage. How how do you uh, 
Still, like, still better than Scientology. Continue. <laughs> I just wonder, like, if they open a new location, so they hired more people or something. Do they put like a help wanted ad out for Paul? No, readers? they they probably go to the person they already know they're going to hire based off of their foretelling. Well, I assume that somebody that already has that uh, gift, and what I mean by gift is that gift of uh, clairvoyance. No, showmanship. Oh. Uh, (laughs) No, the other thing related to to psychics. That uh, they get approached by people like, hey, I want to work with you guys. I do this already. I want to do it in your building or something. Which Um, I'll get back to this in the future, but I read an article about... It was it was basically about uh, people who wanted to get into the business of uh, palmistry or chiro- uh, chiromancy. Chiromancy? Chiromancy, which is basically palmistry. Yeah, wasn't that named after the guy, one of the the guys that founded? or? Yeah, um, it, it, the it, school or the um, the society in London. Mm-hmm. One of, I, actually, I think it was called chiromancy before that. But... but yeah, there was a, a guy in London who read palms of a lot of famous people like Mark Twain and a lot of historical mm. like writers and people. Yeah. So before we get to the history of it, the, what I was saying is like this article was basically about how – basically he was – It's okay, so the, the article is by Robert Todd Carroll, and he's basically telling people if you want to get into this, then um, the first part of it is basically lie your ass off about the, the history. <laughs> So this is particularly about rumpology. If anybody doesn't know what rumpology is, it's basically palmistry, but the study of your butt. <laughs> yeah. Palmistry, yeah. butt. Some people call it, I've heard it been coined astronomy as another word, <laughs> which I think is genius. Um, but he basically says that since this is kind of, this is a very new concept rumpology is it is yeah it's not it doesn't date back very it's far not like, it doesn't all. even have like an ancient chinese well this is the th- he something. was saying like nobody's going to question you if you say well uh roman roman generals were <laughs> used to be consulted by rumpologists and they wrote it in ancient text which was found under a, the sistine chapel and yeah. they've only passed it down to a select few people yeah, over right. years, and i am one of them it's like you can make up this unverifiable you know anybody can say that it's basically like laying out the groundwork for a business in rumpology through this article and it's hilarious that's amazing because that sounds like if this is a new thing it just sounds like somebody's like i'm gonna fuck with people i'm gonna see if people would actually pay for this Mm -hmm. he probably just wanted to he or she just wanted to touch butts just wanted to touch look at some butts do you touch butts um some of them involve touching butts this guy advocates to do it all online so you don't get weirdos who like to expose themselves just for funsies but he still has to look at a butt you still have to look at photocopies of butts are you supposed to uh spread your photocopies I mean, it's online. You can do it online. Like photocopy your butt. Are you supposed yeah, it's to, basically you sit are you up on a to copier. spread your cheeks at any point? I don't think that they advise that. I okay. think you just gotta look at the butt. Okay. But we watched. Actually, I don't want to get to rumpology yet. Let's let's <laughs> let's go back to other stuff right, before right. I get farther into this. So palmistry, is that what we're talking about? Yeah. No, we're not. Okay. We're not. Yes, we are. Continue. Well, apparently, it started in India a long time ago. But most of it does, like all of the terms and things go back to ancient Greece. So all of the like things like the mounds on your hands, 
And like the way your hand is sectioned off, it's supposed to be like the different planets. I don't like that my hand has mounds. <laughs> Fleshy mounds. Uh, on these your are the hands. words. <laughs> no, no, the uh, the Greek because whenever I looked up the Wikipedia article, it had like seven different names for it for palmistry. For palmistry, yeah. I guess probably just depending on where it came from. I I saw like Cairo, chiromancy, chiromancy. chiromancy and palmistry. It's chiro like chi is that Greek for hand? Yeah, I think Cairo is Greek for hand actually. Because a chiropractor is that related? Am I dumb? Hand practitioner. Hand practitioner. That does sound like a lady of the night or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, fun story. I used to read people's palms. I just, whenever I first met Kate, she uh, read my palm to try to impress me. <laughs> well, well, she it worked, it worked. It worked real good. <laughs> she also read my palm, but I don't think she was trying to impress me in the same way. <laughs> I I was How do you to, know? I was trying to tell you that you're shitty. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, in a way that sounded legitimate. Yeah, didn't work. Do you remember? You're not that good at it. What uh, her palm said? I don't remember what no. she told me. I don't know. I okay. When I was in high school, I researched it and I did my homework on it. It was just something that interested me, um, and it helped me get through parties because I was so awkward. Yeah. So I think back then I would have been able to give you like an uh, educated palm reading. But now I don't really remember a lot of it, so I just make it up. That's, I mean, they are too. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some consistencies in what they like. What line is de like what it defines which part of your life? But as far as interpreting those lines, it seems like it's yeah. up for grabs. There's yeah, your, yeah, what the love line, the lifeline, the your the head head crease, <laughs> the the mind line or intelligence head, line. Yeah. The fate line, uh, the Venus's girdle. <laughs> what? What's that? Uh, it's supposed to be. I don't have one, but um, it's supposed to be up towards the top of your palm, above your heart line. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about because I saw a picture of that line on the chart. Yeah, and it kind of curves between like your third and fifth or pinky finger. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't have it either. Yeah. I've actually never seen a hand that has one. Well, what if it means if our hand doesn't have a girdle? Well, if a hand does have it, it's supposed to mean you have a like a great, in, uh, like emotional intelligence. Mm. Clearly, none of us do. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, we're just a bunch of sociopaths. Exactly. No, but they say that like each of the they call them the mounds, which are basically the the humps on your hand i know the what a mound is my hump, my the hump, humps. My hump. check it out but like under each digit you have like those little mounds and each one represents so they kind of go hand in hand with astrology like hand each one <laughs> that each one represents a different planet so you have oh, okay. mercury venus mars there's like mars, the no mercury is the pinky Merc okay mercury's the pinky um the fourth finger the ring finger is the sun um or apollo the third finger, I can't remember. The middle finger is Saturn. Okay, so middle finger is Saturn, and pointer finger Saturn. is Mars, I think. Yeah. I think that's what it was. No, the pointer finger is Jupiter. So it goes oh, Jupiter. Mercury, Apollo. Mercury is your pinky. Apollo is underneath your ring, and then Saturn's underneath your middle, and then Jupiter's underneath your pointer. I actually learned something about Jupiter. I don't know if you guys were watching the news lately, but... Uh, Girls go to Jupiter to get more <laughs> stupider. 
Get out. You can leave now. You're dismissed. <laughs> Boys go to college to get more knowledge. I can always tell when you're going to do something. <laughs> it's the same lead up every time. I need to change it up, I guess. <laughs> I actually, uh, I learned actually, something guys. about that today. It was uh, that fill in bullshit here. <laughs> oh, I learned something that I I never heard this. If you measure the lines on your hands, the three main lines: your heart line, your mind line, and your uh, life line. If the the sum of the measurements of those lines is longer than your foot. You are a difficult person. <laughs> Literally, that's what I read. Wait, like... Uh, mine's... I think mine's definitely... You mean the measurement of them all together? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, these... This one, that one? Yeah. yeah. Those three. That's definitely longer than your foot. I think mine's longer than my foot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And it, it said if you're... If it's shorter than your foot, you're, like, laid back. And if it's right... <laughs> if it's right exactly Because you can't stand length, up, so you have to And you're, to like, down. a balanced person or something. Okay. <laughs> I want to That's crazy. I want to see somebody with, like, a ruler trying to figure that out. <laughs> I want to know... Do you know anything about... Okay, so it goes back to India, but... Is there any basis for any of, you know, the qualities that they ascribe to certain parts of the hand? Like... You know, this is longer than this means this about your personality. Is that based off of literally anything or do they just make it up? I'm sure it is, but you also got to keep in mind that this is the earliest recording that I read. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, Kate, was like 3000 BC. So it's been around for a long time. And I'm sure that the interpretation has developed over the centuries. Well, and there's some things about it that make sense. Like if you have an earth shaped hand which is basically the earth overall shape is like a wide palm with thick fingers, like very square torrents. I think you have earth. I have square Um, fingers. Usually. um, Short fingers, I thought. Yeah, they are sometimes shorter. Short, square, ugly fingers. (laughs) No, it's like, it's a strong hand and it usually means like you, you are, you're like a strong person. Hmm. Um, Or more tactile, you work with your hands more often. Yeah, you do. And, and that's, pretty clear when you look at the hands like yes they're calloused like clearly this person is like hard working mm-hmm. mm. so some things make sense I do touch a lot of things with my hands <laughs> <laughs> uh, before he starts listing what that touch on <laughs> continue oh and they also um, scientifically I have heard that there are certain fingerprint patterns that are linked to heart disease Oh, really? Yeah. Like science, like actually? Yeah. Yeah, I read that today, too. Uh, Isn't it if the, uh, I think in men, if the ring finger is shorter than the middle finger, that they're more prone to heart disease and lower testosterone? Oh. Wait, the ring finger? I've heard that, too. She's talking about the fingerprint patterns, but. Oh, fingerprint. But I thought you were talking about finger length. I've heard things like that, too, about finger length. I've heard, yeah, it's something related to testosterone, right? Or yeah, yeah. Because I was reading one article, um, and this was in a palmistry article about uh, people who had their middle finger was had a the greater the distance between the height this the height difference between your middle finger and ring finger was determinant of how promiscuous you were. Wait, which one is it? Because mine are the exact same. 
the middle what? middle finger and ring oh, finger. Middle finger. I thought you meant, like so the greater the distance, oh, the more. That would be and cool. so, like, if you have a really, really short ring finger, then... Yeah. Then you're more promiscuous? Yeah. If you have a short ring finger. If the, if the difference between because, the height of your middle finger and huh. your ring finger is great, then you're more promiscuous. Sydney is not promiscuous. Torrance is a slut. We were all wondering. Such a slut. Oh, where are you, Kate? I did have a band director when I was growing up, and his middle finger was smaller than his pink. I mean, his ring finger was smaller than his pinky finger. Wow. And he was always wow. making really inappropriate comments about women. So it, maybe mm-hmm. it makes sense. Checks out. <laughs> yeah. Looks like Kate gets around quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Wait, so it's. Middle finger and ring finger? Yeah. Distance? The greater the dis- the How difference. How different are they? <laughs> Torrance just flipped me off. Okay. But there is... Okay, so they've got the earth shape. What are the other archetypal shapes? And I realize this there's, is such a visual thing yeah, I to know, talk right? about on a podcast. So um, there's a fire shape, which is usually a square or rectangular palm with the fingers um, are shorter than the length of the palm. Like, slightly shorter. And usually... Um, Usually the hand, other uh, like the hand is usually red, for fire. <laughs> for fire, for fire. <laughs> there are other characters I can't remember what they are exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, like if your skin's boiling. And technically, fire if you have a fire hand, you're supposed to be like more short-tempered, creative. You might be a bit of a like fast talker. I don't know something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Red then, palms is also a sign of alcoholism. <laughs> it's true. Or high blood pressure or something. Something like that. I just, I say that, I realize I'm saying that because I was watching a British show about a doctor and he mentions that casually to somebody and that's the only time I've ever heard that fact. It could be nonsense, but I've been quoting that ever since. But yeah, how red is red? Yeah, because my hand's kind of red. My hand's always... But I think it's because I just have really fair skin. It's not fair. Okay, so here, here are some of the de- exact definitions of the different elements of hands. So earth hands are the palm is square with short fingers. Most people with this hand are practical, hardworking, hands-on, and like to be like to be outdoors experiencing nature. They have a realistic approach on life and are dependable and stable in relationships. They're also quick-tempered, stubborn, and sometimes display a lack of patience. This hand shape corresponds to its astrological sign for Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. I feel like the you're loves, none of those loves to be outside and yeah. Wait, I'm none of them. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're not Taurus, Virgo, or Capricorn. Oh, I always forget which one I am. People have to remind me. Libra, you're Libra, you and I both are Libras. Well, right. Libra describes more air hands. Air hands. <laughs> what about jazz hands? Where's that? That's the sixth element. <laughs> <laughs> the rarest of all. <laughs> so air hands, the palm is square with long fingers. Most people with this hand are mentally active, restless, and easily bored. They long for mental challenges, want to expand their knowledge, and like to analyze details. They are logical in the thought they're logical in thought and are excellent communicators. However, sometimes they can worry too much. And then water hands. The palm is rectangular and long with long fingers. I swear that's what all of them are saying. The hand is square and long. Well, this <laughs> so one says well, rectangular, not I square. Think, ben, look at your hand. <laughs> look at this hand. Wait, you kind of have short fingers. What? Look at these fingers. These aren't short. Look, look how. Look at this. Hey. You, 
Yeah. You just you did you this. Short fingers. No, maybe they're not short fingers. They're long you palms. Have long, yeah, very long palms. You have a monkey. We'll leave pictures of all of our palms on our website whenever. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, so anyways, own water hand. The palm is rectangular and long with long fingers. Most people with this hand are motivated by their feelings and emotions. Sometimes in the extreme, they allow their feelings to dictate their lives. They are a sensitive... They are sensitive in nature and quite creative, especially in many forms of the arts. They are most content in a calm environment because they have problems coping with stress. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> are you looking at me? Nope. Fire hand. The palm is long and rectangular with the fingers short by comparison. Most people with this hand are outgoing, persuasive, and have a tendency to always be the life of the party. They excel when they go and thrive on it. So I got to burp. Okay, we're good. <laughs> but do not realize that this can cause burnout and incomplete undertakings. They are usually f- fun to be around. However, they can turn on a dime. A water. Ouch, that's rude. Water hand sounds like an old-timey diagnosis. Like, what's, <laughs> got, got the wrong? water hand. He's got oh, water hands. Got Granny's water got the water hands again. <laughs> Put her down. Put her down, Jimmy. <laughs> Drowner. <laughs> She's only 57. Yeah, that old time he practiced of putting down people with water. <laughs> <laughs> Do we all know what type of hands we have since we just read that? Earth oh. is what Kate said mine was. I, I got think. them, them well, earth I hands. think you have fire, but I'm not completely sure. Well, let's see. I already forgot what they all mean. No, I think uh, Sydney has, so your fingers are long. And you have more square. I, I do think, have long fingers. I think you're either... You're, I think you're air hands. What was it? <laughs> so hands. show me the air hands. Her fingers aren't that long. Yeah, they're long in comparison to her palm, for sure. No, they're not longer than her palm. This is a very visual Get out of Get out of tape measure. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Well, I don't know if we really want to analyze everybody's hands no. on a <laughs> podcast. We can cut it out. Okay, Kate, tell us something else about palmistry or chiromancy that we don't know. I think I'm air. You think you're air? I think so. Looks more like it. That's what I said. What does that one mean? Let's see. Smart. Air hands. You're a dick. That's what it says. <laughs> word Yay, for word. I knew it. No, you're mentally active, mentally active, restless, and easily bored. Oh. I'm probably water. Kate. It's for all the tears I cry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that we could fade in a song right there and then Katie just starts singing something real melancholy. Well, we can. We sure we can. We should. Actually. I don't sing. I just cry. <laughs> we'll just make you cry and then we'll have the music fade over you crying. <laughs> Isn't that what you want? You want more more information? Lay on all more, the information. More of these facts. More of these facts about, about palmistry. Well, okay, if your lifeline starts... Mm-hmm. At a different point on your hand than your mind line or your brain line or your Head noggin line, line whatever mm. it is, you are an independent person. No. Oh. <coughs> so I'm independent, you guys. Miss independent. Very nice. <laughs> well, there's okay, but where the because uh, he listed that the different mounds are like uh, planetary stuff. Do you know what they are supposed to indicate? Yeah. Um. So. The one by your pinky, you start from the outside, Mercury. Like, like the the first joint, basically. Oh, yeah. And we mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't mention, Kate, that like 
your primary hand is your dominant hand is the hand you should read oh. and then um the other hand there are a lot of different uh ways that people try to understand what the other hand means some say it's your, what your what you inherit from your family oh some say it's like it's what the gods gave you yeah the gods like your destiny whether or not it actually happens or something yeah. Um, like if your primary hand is what your life is, how you let it, then your other hand is the life, how it should have been, or like the, the template of your life. Yeah, that's why, because your palms are different, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and your palms can change within two months as su- quickly as that. So, Well, really? One thing I noticed um, reading my own palms as an 18-year-old, I had no fate line, and I always thought, that's weird, I don't have one. I can see that. Like, my uncle blew his hand off. His hand <laughs> now he just has a hook, and that's it. He only has a fate line. <laughs> Anyways. Um, shoot. I would love to be a fly on the wall when he goes to get that palm red. <laughs> just hands him, like, pulls off his prosthetic and hands it to him. <laughs> That's when they say, drop your drawers, I'm going to read your butt instead. Oh, yeah, I'm excited about rump stuff. Rump. Rumpology. Some astronomy. Is it astronomy. only the, the palm? Do you ever look at the other side? Of the, do you ever... The top of the hand? Peep the back? Peep the back. <laughs> I don't think that the, the back of the hand necessarily, but sometimes they take your fingernails into account. They take them? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> as payments. Oh my god! <laughs> they will look like at the shape of your fingers and your fingernails, like your nail beds, uh, um, and, and just then... criticize them. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I think if you have really well manicured nails, that can say something about you. Actually, fun business idea: we should have a nail salon that does palm reading. Let's call oh, it. Yeah. Let's call it hand jobs. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Be really vague about yeah. what we uh-huh. do. You can also dry hair and then call it blowjobs. It's, yeah, it's hand jobs and blowjobs. Okay, it's like you didn't take my business idea seriously. I think it is a good idea. Honestly. It's a great idea. We have to hire people that look exotic or something that, you know. Why? Because these people will only believe stuff like we were saying that it has like this ancient tradition, so we you have don't to have fool to be them. Exotic, I like I could be. Exotic. I think it's kind of like could a gimmick, you, though. Like it's just something fun that they do. Yeah, I think that uh, I honestly think if somebody did that in the right place, it would actually work. Like that mm-hmm. wouldn't be people wouldn't be coming in there. They would only be coming in for the manicure, really. But if you threw in the fun, like, and also read your palm at the end of it, yeah. Uh, I think I would be more. Would you charge extra for the palm reading? No, no. Be part of the package. Complimentary. Yeah. See, if I had to get a manicure and there was one that just did it regular style and Mm -hmm. one that did it mystical style, (laughs) that's I would go get that mystical. Do the mystical. Yeah. Mystical hands. Cool. Yeah. Mystical hand jobs. I like it. (laughs) You need you need to uh, trademark that quick. (laughs) Mystical hand jobs. Mystical hand jobs. Only hire exotic people. Yeah, not really sure what I meant by that. I think I just meant people <laughs> that had like a like a an interesting look. People that have to have like some sort of showmanship to 
and flair. I think, to, I think anyone can have that as long as they have some kind of story they can tell you about yeah. how this trait has been passed down in their family. From generations to generations. Instead of, I learned how to do it so I wouldn't be freaked out at parties. You know, it's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> it, is it is interesting. It is. Yeah, I like that. Why didn't you could have gone the rumpology route? Instead? Oh, yeah. Just that like filling been a up on your fun butt. party I'm, trick. I'm not interested. Not interested? No. no. I did. Speaking of rumpology, I remember whenever you brought this up or when we were first talking about it, I do remember seeing as a kid a, uh, a documentary about it. And they were just like, oh, isn't this silly? But I do remember oh, it rumpology. being on TV. Yeah. And it was literally just like a guy. He was wearing. Like, he wasn't completely naked. He had, like, a, like a, no, I want to call it a G-string. Yeah, uh, like a, like what a sumo wrestler wears. Gotcha. That sort of thing. Kind of, like, pulled pulled up in the crack so you mm-hmm. could see both. So you got a full view. Cheeks. And it was just, like, a lady just looking at it. Like, he's yeah. just standing there, and there's just a lot of just, yeah. mm, studying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, so this is... Rumpology is funny for a lot of reasons. I mean, it's the study of the butt, so that in itself is pretty, is, funny. Is pretty funny. But I think the funniest part to me is, guess who made Rumpology popular? Oh, you told me this I told wait, today, wait, so Cindy so can great. guess. Is it a... Wait, I want to guess. Okay. Can, give me a hint. Okay. Um, <laughs> is it somebody I would know? Probably. Probably. I, you definitely know her son. Okay. All right, give me. Is that my hint? That's your hint for now. Is there anything about them that would okay? Yeah, make me that would be like oh yeah duh or like um, I'm trying to give you one like because all the movies that I'll give you okay, this. So hint. it's an actor. Yeah. So all the well or mother of an actor. the mother of an actor. All the movies have, he has been in um, are all action for the most part. Oh, I was going to say James Franco's mom because that seems like the way he acts seems know. like something he would be raised by a rumpologist. Right. Um, He's clearly an animal. Action movie? Okay. Let's say it's Mark Wahlberg's mom. No, it is Sylvester Stallone's mom. Oh, really? Yep. Jackie (laughs) Stallone. And she claims that rumpology has been practiced since ancient times. And Babylonians used it, Indians used it, ancient Greeks used it. She's the only one to have ever had claimed that. So (laughs) as far as we know, it goes back to Jackie Stallone. (laughs) And there are very few actual rumpologists in existence, but the ones that have been made popular, we watched, Kate and I watched some videos today that were amazing um, about, uh, it was Sam Amos, Amos? I can't remember her last name. Sam Anus? <laughs> A-M-O-S. But, oh. Amos. And she was a British lady, and she was on all these British morning shows, and they basically had like these curtains, so people were standing up on these like uh, bleacher type, I don't know, like uh, these steps, and so they would have these curtains covering up their butts. Then they would just kind of unveil one butt at a time. <laughs> <laughs> then she would read their butt. And this is what got me. She was so quick about it. She was like, "Boom! I know exactly what's about that butt. The person behind that butt." She didn't say. I mean, she, but she didn't say that much. She didn't say that much. They were all very vague. Yeah, you know, she'd be like, like oh, I feel like this person is the life of a party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's like I feel that this person is sensitive and yeah, just likes to she dance. says after she prods its butt that she says out and <laughs> I'm kidding. She but, just like raises one like this person's sad and then closes it. 
<laughs> this person's going nowhere. Shuts the blinds. This butt's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it it's so crazy, like just the weird connections they made. It didn't even look like she was taking anything from the characteristics of the butt, really. So we don't have like a map of the butt like we do with uh, <laughs> the well, the most that I could really get as far as detailing the types of butts and what they convey or illustrate to the person is the shape. So that's like... That's so there's the like one. butt elements, elemental? Kind of, Overall except butt they don't call them like earth, fire, wind. They just call them what they look earth, like. Wind, wind fire. Butt. <laughs> they call them. They call them like <laughs> flat butt, upside down, heart butt, <laughs> heart, heart-shaped butt, and round, which I still can't distinguish the difference between an upside down heart and a heart-shaped butt. How, what's the difference? How can your butt look well, like an upside-down heart? One is my favorite Nirvana song, <laughs> heart-shaped butt. I think the upside-down one means basically your butt is like caving into itself. Like it's not Impl- even So there. imploding a butt. You have yeah. an imploding ass. Yeah, it's kind of going into a V-shape. It's just really sad. Okay, that is really sad. Yeah. Uh Moment of silence for the imploding butt. <laughs> That's a bummer. Are there like example <laughs> pictures? There are there are things online. I've oh yeah, you want me to show you some example charts. photos so yeah, that we can I have a little fun with this? I wish we had the Chromecast set up for that. I know that'd be great, wouldn't it? But um, but, but um, um okay. okay. We're gonna be doing this all. <laughs> we- yes. I really wish that the butts had fancy names though, because it'd be cool to have the wind butt. Or yeah, something. like I want water butt. Water butt. Aww. You want a water butt? Are no, they? Don't. No, you don't. I feel like it jiggles in slow motion. <laughs> if you're a rumpologist, could you call yourself like the butt whisperer? Or... <laughs> oh, absolutely. Butt is funnier than ass, isn't it? I it think is. butt is a funny word. Okay, I'm not finding any good comparison. For Just photos. bring up pictures of butts. That's all we want. <laughs> pictures like... of give <laughs> the give the people what they want. Online, I've seen them. Okay, I'm just gonna. Do you have safe do, search on? Do different. Shapes of butts. Okay, here we go. So, if you have a flat butt, <laughs> you're confident, smart, and career-driven if your butt's One flat. One guy made a point that if you have a flat butt, clearly you're not very good-looking, and so you pursued a career. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's harsh. What's a, what's a hammer ass? What, is, what does that indicate <laughs> about you? <laughs> I don't even know if I know what that means. You just need to remove it from your ass. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a shape. It's, it's a, a hammer. It's a butt shape. Okay. Just look up hammer ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of that to be in my search history, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'll look it up. There's okay, upside so, down heart. Which is moody, shy, emotional. That's all bad. Like, if you have a flat oh. butt, you're obviously better <laughs> off than the upside down heart. Would you rather be confident, smart, and career-driven, or moody, shy, and emotional? <laughs> and if you're a heart-shaped butt, you're emotional, sensitive, and helpful. That's not much better. It's not much better. It's not much better. Stop it. Redact that for the podcast. So we're going to compare butts here in a little bit. Everybody drop trowel. (laughs) And then you got round, which is open, happy, and optimistic. (laughs) Butts open. (laughs) Butts open. But, okay. God damn it. I got to stop saying butt. Um, Butt. In my mind, it's like a flabby butt. A flabby butt. No, the hammer ass. Jesus Christ. I don't want to see it. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Just people Google hammer ass if they want to <laughs> go on the journey that Sydney's I don't know. going on I right now. I don't know. It's a sad journey. It is a journey. <laughs> um, Let's get serious. <laughs> Study of butts. So, so, so Jackie Stallone does talk about in rumpology like the two cheeks separated by a crack represent both <laughs> hemispheres. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. This is serious. Represent the hemispheres of the brain. Oh, okay. So I guess one half is your creative side and the other half is your more <laughs> practical side. I don't know. That's but I've also heard other interpretations of it being like your palms, like one represents your past and your future. Past and your future, yeah. I think Sam Amos, she's past and future. That's what she thinks. Do you think that we would know, if it weren't for the fact that her son became famous, would we even know about rumpology right now? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty ridiculous, so it probably would have made some news, but I doubt that it would have gone very far. And I don't even think it has gone that far. <laughs> I don't think so either. Like, yeah. I honestly think that the the main business that these people get is morning news shows being like, check out this crazy broad reading butts. I think that's going to, like, that probably has to be all of their uh, business. I think we need to do this. We need to come up with something so insane that we'll just get interviews for it and get on the Today Show. Yeah. And like, I don't know, read Matt Lauer's butt. Or... <laughs> That's a Today Show, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. He's still alive, right? Yep. yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. As far as I know. Where in the world is he? Oh my God. Dead. Where in the world is <laughs> All right. I guess uh, since we already ran out of uh, <laughs> already did the hand and butt stuff. Uh, we, could, <laughs> we did butt stuff. Now we can start with head. Um, I'm going to... I looked a little bit at phrenology. I didn't think I'd be talking about it too much because I figured we'd have enough with the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Oh, there was one thing that I wanted to circle back to about palmistry. There was a guy... Um, I think he was a psychologist or something, but he said that he learned uh, palmistry as a teenager, basically, to... Uh, make some extra money on the side. It would do magic shows and I think hypnosis stuff and, and palm readings and, and things to have a little extra income. And he liked it so much that he started to believe it. He could see how it, uh, I'm going to actually, I think I have his name pulled up. Kate, have you ever charged anyone to uh, read their palm? She no. charged me the first time. We won't say what the payment was. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking um, of, this guy's name was Ray Hyman. <laughs> that's speaking nice. Of, uh, that is his name. And he, uh, yeah, so he he's, would sell, he knew how to, you know, put on a show. Uh, and, but he started to believe it himself. He thought that this was a legit practice. And then as an adult, uh, one of his colleagues was like, well, how about just, because the reason you, you think this is true because you read this to these people and like, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, this makes so much sense. And he's like, I want you to do this again, except tell them the exact opposite of what you think their palms say. And he's like, OK. But he's like, but sell it, like sell it like you do everything else. Mm -hmm. And so he did. And uh, all the he got the exact same reaction from people like, oh, my God, this makes sense as blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, wow, I guess just people want to hear anything really so yeah. they want to agree with things yeah so that made him b 
believe that it wasn't true. There wasn't mm-hmm. any science to it or anything. I th- thought that was interesting, kind mm. of. Not yeah. really. I mean, interesting is a strong word. Oh, I thought you were about to tell us of a guy who said he realized it did it was true. No, no, it was the opposite. Yeah, was, <laughs> oh. Less, it's more of a sad story. Well, apparently, when Mark Twain had his palm read, mm-hmm. he was recorded to have said that the person who read his palm knew things about him that he didn't even know, or that like he was extremely insightful. Well, I think him. there's a lot to any of those. Uh, like, if we had, I wish we had been able to go to the psychic rear because I actually have a friend that that's gone there, and they had a very uh, profound experience from it. They didn't really believe any of it, but they're like, they're just, they're really good. Uh, they're they're good at cold reading people. And one thing I read, um, and this seemed to be common for a lot of people who practice palmistry, is that they'll ask you the questions before you even come in. Because usually people who go to get their palms reading or, or you know, for whatever, they usually have a reason they're walking in there for. And so if you yeah. can get that question from them, yeah. usually you know what answer they're looking for just based off the question they're asking. And if you can dance around that answer that they want, they're going to hang on to right. every word you say. Well, it's a lot of uh, leading questions and uh, and sort of vague proclamations that somebody mm-hmm. could read into enough to think that that applies to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how, you know, your horoscope in the... Which it blows, it's so weird that they still print horoscopes and mm-hmm. newspapers. It's strange to me. But if you ever read them, mm-hmm. it's always vague enough to be like, yeah, I guess that could is be going true, on yeah. right now. But then like, you read it's the always other, something like you're yeah. you're in a time of change and yeah. and you're like, oh well, I am thinking about switching, you know, detergents. <laughs> yeah, you could apply to anything or you know, uh, i have been thinking about getting a new job or yeah. wow what a libra <laughs> you're such a libra I, what is what is the typical what, attributes what, yeah of what libra? do you mean by that kate no i don't mean anything but um, do you know what it's supposed well, what they're supposed to be libras are supposed to be all about harmony beauty um uh, appreciating so the finer far. things they like parties but they also like fairness um yeah <laughs> their their like symbol is the um the scales like the oh yeah, right right <laughs> yeah scales. so um they're known to be like really diplomatic people hmm. okay yeah i can uh they're supposedly the exact opposite of my sign which is aries which is a goat <laughs> <laughs> it all makes sense now i understand isn't aries or the, a ram isn't aries the god of war yeah. Uh, yeah. According to Zeno. What and also just mythology. Who is an authority? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I was going to talk a little bit about phrenology because there was an actual science, but it was science for a while. It wasn't a and did you mythical already, practice? Yeah, it was like between eighteen, like ten and eighteen forty. Have, have we already established what phrenology is? Oh yeah. So sorry. Uh, phrenology is you just you study the head shape. Um, it was interesting reading about because even though everything was wrong about it, it was sort of a step in the right direction uh, for the study of the brain. And it, because they believe that it sort of set forth the idea that different parts of the brain control different aspects of either the body or personality or, or whatever, okay. which there is. That, that is that. Um, mm-hmm. 
But they thought that the brain was actually made up of like 17 different organs. Um, Interesting. And each one uh, controlled a different part aspect of your, either your personality or disposition. So they opened up the brain and then concluded it was actually 17 different organs? N- no. Um, although... Well, they must because they must have known what a brain looked like. They had done autopsies or whatever, so maybe they just thought the way that the. I mean, obviously the brain is separated into two hemispheres, but it also has different parts of it, like the hippocampus and the the ocular. I don't know any of the brain parts. <laughs> the Oculus Rift. Yeah, the Oculus Rift. <laughs> Uh, well, the um, like the occipital region, which is at the the base yeah, of the neck. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they, it has different areas, and they conclude that there were like seventeen different organs that all did different things, and depending on how uh, developed they were, um, or in proportion to the rest of the, uh, if if everything was the same size, pretty much, then you're a very balanced individual, but. They they thought that if you have a larger frontal lobe, then right. certain things are right. Like so, uh, but since you have a skull over it, they believe that you could look at the skull because the skull ossifies, at, you know, over the brain, and you'll have a lumpy head, I guess. And just depending on the lumps on your head, will indicate different things about you. Now, this was two parts, like. It was. It made things very racist, uh, because people with different ancestries are going to have certain uh, skull shapes or whatever, mm-hmm. and so they kind of use that to buy into like, well, we know this about the Asians, so because their head shape is like this, that means that mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're more inclined to do blah blah. So it kind of really allowed them to uh, have very stereotypical, like, in their mind, scientifically backed stereotypical beliefs about different races. Mm. But uh, on the other hand, it also did some, they had some weirdly good aspects because uh, they're like, well, some people who they have this part of their brain that means that they're more prone to crime... (coughs) Therefore, uh, we shouldn't punish them as harsh. We should try to rehabilitate them, try to help them learn to overcome that part of their brain, as opposed to somebody who doesn't have a overdeveloped crime part of their brain, and they do a crime, then those people deserve the punishment that they get, because they could help it. And Were they, those people white? I'm sure there was a lot of that. But, so, they believed in <coughs> studying the like a criminal's uh, head shape and and uh, mitigating sentences depending on what the, their brain was like. So they're like, well, this guy couldn't help it. So we're going to rehabilitate, we're going to re-educate him and help him learn how to be a, a functioning member of society. Which that is, is a, I think is a great way to approach uh, punishments for crime anyway. Rehabilitation. I mean, rehabilitation is great, but I mean, giving them that special treatment because they observe that people with this brain shape. No, the the reasoning behind it was stupid. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Did that ever play into court cases? 
Um, I don't know how widespread the belief was. I mean, there were, it was a lot more believed. It, w- it was kind of a standard for a while. Um, once it was discovered, you can look up, um, like the maps of the, the skull where you can see what each part of the, each bump on the head is supposed to mean. Um, we could read Ben's skull today since he has a really short haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. I didn't think anybody would notice. I, first thing I did was rub your head. <laughs> I noticed at Poor John's this morning. I think you were wearing a hat even. I was. It's that short. <laughs> he can wear hats now. I can wear hats now. <laughs> um, but so, and then it also changed how they wanted to do. And I don't, this wasn't super widely implemented, um, but it changed how they wanted to do education. The sort of, like I was saying, look at your brain, see how uneven you are in some of your disciplines and teach you okay you know so your the math part of your brain is too small or whatever i don't even know if there's a math part but you know up your crime portion you teach you more no. crime <laughs> no <laughs> so it was to help them overcome uh the, uh whatever shortcomings they yeah had. whatever physiological shortcomings they had based off of their brain size so I liked the progressive, like, hey, let's help people. Yeah, the idea behind it is great. I mean, like, taking into consideration people's natural strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And then, like, you know, implementing that into an educational system instead of just yeah. making it a one-size-fits-all kind of bullshit that it is now. Exactly. Would be a lot better. Which So, yeah, the idea of, like, catering to a student's needs is very awesome. It's really cool. But they were basing this off of rubbing their head some and <laughs> saying, okay, you need to, you know, work on your money management. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the phrenology is really interesting. Apparently Edgar Allan Poe, uh, really bought into it because <coughs> there's a few short stories where he kind of mentions that, uh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, have you seen pictures of him and his, his head? His head is bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like an upside down pear or something. <laughs> I thought the phrenology was interesting. It didn't. Obviously, we don't still hold to it. They were, they used. Uh, th- this is how racist it was. Like they, they were just like categorizing what is the best race, basically, and like by studying the brain, we concluded that the Caucasian is the most beautiful and well balanced race. You know, they had that idea to begin with, so I think that they were just mm-hmm. looking at white people's skulls and being like, all right, this is the ideal. Mm-hmm. So anything different from this, that has to be the uh, yeah. abnormal or the thing that needs help or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so it's very... That also kind of can lead into some very Nazi-ish uh, ideas about, mm-hmm. you know, racial purity and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it's a... Uh, on one hand, there was some good aspect some well-meaning aspects of it and on the other hand just some a lot of it could dip into like darwinism it sounds like too yeah oh yeah for sure um it was a it but it did weirdly uh help the field of psychology and uh brain anatomy actually take a step forward with the idea that the brain does have different parts and does do different things another interesting thing is that the uh the brain whenever they started realizing this that the this was kind of new at the time that the brain was the 
the thinky part. Uh, <laughs> the thinky part of the brain. Well, because, you know, biblically and, and or just, you know, in the past, in a lot of cultures, uh, the heart and or the stomach liver. was, yeah, more the what they thought was the part that did decision making and thinking, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense. I mean, because if you're stressed about a decision or you're feeling love or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it feels like it comes from the chest area more than your brain um yeah so i i can see but that that's how they started getting into studying the brain and well the ancient egyptians believed that it was the liver oh really that made all of the the choices in the body and then um the brain they would just discard before they mummified someone but they kept like the liver and the heart and the kidneys Wait, they would. Organs. What do you mean they keep them? So, like when they're mummifying someone in that process, they take oh. certain body parts out and put them into right. little pots. Wouldn't but, they think that? I mean, if they're going to go through the trouble, why not just you know keep all of it? You can't think, just be well, like, I don't think they're going to need this in the afterlife. They. It was like a, a whole cleaning process, like how you clean a fish, and it would help preserve the body longer. Oh. Then they pull the brain out through the nose. Yeah, uh, yeah, they would suck it out. Suck it. Uh, I think I they would suck it out, or no, they put like a hook thing. Up yeah, there. I saw a th- yeah a thing on that, in, like National Geographic or something. Yeah, I would imagine the first person to figure that out. What? what that you can pull the brain out through the nose? <laughs> I wanted to know the thought I process. Somebody I want to see just a video really hard. One. Yeah. I want to know the trial and error that they went through before they figured out they could do that. I'm sure it was messy. I'm sure it was. I don't. Uh, why do we stop doing that? I don't know. Guys, if I die, can you just build me a, you? Get a few slaves together and build a pyramid first. How about we just uh, get a taxidermist and let them have at it? <laughs> yeah, I would like that, actually. <laughs> Prop you up in the living room. Did you, uh, did you ever read about the. Uh, there is a man, I think in Japan, who uh, just. <laughs> Decided he was going to make a wax statue of himself uh, mm-hmm. for so that after he died, like his family can still see him. But he didn't like he made the wax statue, but he literally <coughs> individually plucked out every hair on his head and put it on wow. hair by hair, follicle by follicle on the the wax thing. Also did it with his fingernails and his teeth. That's a psychopath. Uh, yeah. That's creepy. Do you, and he d- completed it and it was just him like <laughs> laying on a mantelpiece or something and then it was destroyed in a fire. <laughs> Good. Nobody needed that in their home. <laughs> I would like to be stuffed though. Um <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to be stuffed. Let I the die. record show that Torrance <laughs> would like to be stuffed. <laughs> I need to. This can be considered a will, right? Yeah, this is an odd it's documented will. Um, I would like it to be. I would like. I would want a funny pose, you know, kind of like <laughs> classic Torrance. That's just me. There. <laughs> do I have any classic poses, guys? You know that you see and you're you like, do. oh, that's so Torrance. Yeah. <laughs> do I? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Mostly impression time with Sydney. I'm thinking of facial expressions, but sometimes <laughs> I don't know. I have any expressions. Maybe like do this what? One. <laughs> you kind of do this, like with your your hand uh, underneath your head, and just looking like really. <laughs> so I'll just be in like a constant. No, like... I want surprise torrents. <laughs> 
<laughs> that would be good. I think. But we won't, we won't make your eyebrows look surprised, so it'll be real confusing <laughs> for people who see you. If I. If I'm going to be stuffed and uh, preserved for. I mean, you guys have to. Because you're going to have to live with it probably if I, you know, with the way I eat and, you know, might not make it. And so you can just have me at the dining room with table. With the way I eat, with I might not I, make it. But you can have me at the dining room table. <laughs> and uh, just have me, like, yeah, like in that sort of conversational, like, headline, like I'm okay. engaged. And that way. You guys can always still talk to me and just sit down, and <laughs> I will always be an engaged listener. Like weird Do we turn. have like a recording of yeah, you? Yes. Yeah, you can just have a lot like of a just little, like your Torrance responses. Be like, really? <laughs> no. <laughs> and you just have that on a loop. Because <laughs> that applies to everything. <laughs> I can keep it vague enough. Or that, anytime uh, someone says it's been, I'll hit, it's been one. <laughs> I like I'll it. hit the button for you to say that. Yeah, okay. Well, I think we've yeah, all agreed was, uh, to do this. Right? That was interesting. Yeah. That was fun. Taxidermy Torrance was Remember fun. Remember that? That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck you, Kate. I could do it. Just keep it vague enough. I could just be like, oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. We will. Mm. <laughs> it's been said. Everybody knows we're going to taxidermy Torrance. Okay. And we're going to... Uh, and then we're going to burn the house down. <laughs> we're going to burn the house down. God. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't start plucking out your teeth, okay? Mm. Okay. <laughs> mm. All right. So I think we're going to do some some uh, palm readings. Yeah. Torrance was a little excited about that. So what we're going to do is we're going to have Torrance read Sydney's palms. Sydney's going to read Torrance's palm, and then Kate and I are going to read each other's palms. You want to start? You need to get closer. Yeah, I guess I'll start. Um, so Torrance has Sydney's right hand. This is your. You're not left-handed, right? Correct. I'm gonna <laughs> Thanks, answer for Sydney. her. Uh, this is the. Wait, is this the heart line or this is the mind mind line? That's the heart line. Heart line. Wait, is this the simian crease where they meet together? Uh huh. This is where the. Uh, um. Heart or your, brain line and no, the your heart line. life line uh, yeah, yeah. meet what together. You, what does that mean? That uh, do you think it's it when you become independent. Is when they split. Yeah, that's independence starts at like whatever age that that those like branch from each other. So how long have you? Been, how long have these been touching? <laughs> <laughs> um. How long have your lines been touching? My lines have been touching for probably <laughs> four years. Okay, so you've been independent for four years. I would love a, a, a palmist to say that to somebody. <laughs> How long have these been touching? <laughs> okay, um, there's definitely some dark clouds in your future. Why? Why do you say like that? Like the video game? What What's on her hand that says that? Um, well, the cloud line right here is real dark. <laughs> the, cloud <laughs> the one that's on her fourth finger? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's it's right on the the, the ring hey, finger. Don't, don't tell them how oh. to read no, a she's, poem, okay? she's a No, I'm giving she's, visuals. Yeah, because I've been neglecting the okay. audience. So what could the dark cloud on her ring finger mean? Um, Lots of things. Uh could be uh 
dark cat in your future. Could or, be a or in my lap. Maybe? Or uh, maybe it's too much in the present. Could be a dark stranger. Uh, could be. Uh, it could just be clouds. It might be rainy in the future. Um, let's see what else we've got. Hmm. The creativity line is off the charts. Uh, that's this. That's the end of your pinky. That top one. It's super defined. Uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be any sort of art. I mean, it could be art, but just be something creative. You might like have a real creative burp where you say something with your burp and it catches us all off guard and we're like, whoa, that was creative. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like you're... Your feline line is also <laughs> my feline. Yeah, your, your feline. I <laughs> uh, see a lot of sympathy towards cats, but one thing: whenever your feline line crosses your fate line like that, you're probably going to die from a cat. <laughs> the sense. feline is on your pointer finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry. That's for anybody following along at home. Uh, <laughs> you can check out your feline line on your pointer finger. It's that first knuckle. Um, that's all the interesting stuff in your palm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Now, Sydney, tell us about Torrance's palm. I guess you need my right. No, you're going to do my left because I don't feel like reaching over. That's <laughs> <laughs> not your primary hand, palm, though, so it's not going to be a good reading. Well, she might be getting some stuff about my ancestors with okay. this hand. All right. <clears throat> well, Mike, okay. I did wash my hands after I went to the bathroom. I'm glad that you did. Um, well, uh, let's see. What's, what's that one? That's the, the fate line, the fate line. Mm. So, um, your fate line, like we were talking about Sarah Connor earlier, this shows that you believe that there's no fate, but what we make. Mm. Okay. So fate line starts at your wrist and moves straight up your palm. (coughs) Mm -hmm. Just for anybody. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to squeeze your hands to get your lines real good and defined. (laughs) Okay. Just gonna give him a little squeeze. Okay. And uh, so your your heart line. This means that your heart's probably enlarged right now. And oh my god, you're gonna die. That's not. You're good. You're like the Grinch. That's not good. Uh, no, anyway, I have the opposite problem. We'll of move. The Grinch. We'll move on from that okay. one. Although your heart is enlarged, that is a very serious health problem, but. It also means you're a very compassionate person, mm. but you're gonna die pretty quickly <laughs> from from your enlarged heart. <laughs> and then your uh, oh, your thumb's really far away from the beginning of your index finger. Yep, you're pulling it away from. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like a good two or three inches here from uh, from that first knuckle there. To where your thumb starts. Oh, that's how you tell how big somebody's <coughs> penis is, right? Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Uh, and your thumb's really sausagey too. So, so <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, some guesses from there. Is there yep. anything? Do you? I don't know if you're able to read this or not. Do I ever find true love? Mm, you do. I mean, because your love line. That one. That's your. That's your um, lifeline. Life. Do you have a love line? I the love one was at the top. This one. This one. Okay. And that's the heart line. 
That's the mind line. Wait, where's the heart line? Your finger's on it. The heart oh. line is the same as the love line. Oh, okay. Well, since they're the same thing, uh, you will find true love right before your enlarged heart kills you. <laughs> Probably with a nurse. Yep. Yeah, that makes it's gonna sense. It's going to be a nurse. I do sense. have a nurse fantasy. So there you, you go. You have a happy all right well that was some great news (laughs) all right all right kate my turn all right you're gonna read my palm your palm overall does not have a lot of lines it's pretty boring actually Uh, completely blank we find out ben's a robot (laughs) (laughs) i've never had yeah you got a lot of chicken scratch lines going up and down Uh, any idea what that means you, you're supposed to tell me. Probably means you like to do the chicken dance. Okay. <laughs> you're great at this. Kate's the professional on the podcast yes. tonight. Oh, everything I say, you can take it to the bank. <laughs> ben <laughs> likes to do the chicken dance. Uh, we do all know this out. is true. Yep. I'm good at it. I'm good at it. <laughs> your, your heart line starts off okay, but then it ends in your middle finger, which probably means at the end... Of our relationship, you just kind of go, fuck you. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind for the future. Because I'd... after me, you're not going to have anybody. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. Maybe we shouldn't have had the couple read each other's yeah. palms. I'm a professional, okay? All right. <laughs> this one says, fuck you. <laughs> I like how you had to add an accent. For... <laughs> Are you going to continue reading my poem? I'm, Are you I'm done? looking. I'm looking Is at that, it. So I'm, I'm good at the chicken dance, and I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say fuck you at the end of our... You have very knobbly... Knobbly um... <laughs> <laughs> what? Knuckles. Okay. <laughs> I got knobbly knuckles. And what does that represent? I don't know. Arthritis. <laughs> this is a really... <laughs> This is really good, babe. All right, all right. So, um, your your wait, okay. Now but I'm, now what I'm element myself. is my hand? I think I think you're a water hand. I'm a water hand. Yeah, I think you are <laughs> sensitive. And you gotta put him down now. <laughs> <laughs> no. You have the sickness. He's the water hand. No. You actually you have um a big moon mound, <laughs> which is. Not like correlate to your derriere, but uh, <laughs> well, the moon mound is supposed to represent creativity and um, restlessness. Okay. And for anyone who's looking at their own palm, hopefully you're not, but uh, <laughs> it's it's the part of your hand that's underneath your. It's like at the base of your palm, but under your pinky. So uh. Ben has kind of a big one. <laughs> Why is that funny? I don't, I don't get say it. These I don't get why it's funny. Um, you also have a pretty big Venus mount, which is the part, the bump that's underneath your thumb area, and that stands for like sensuality and stuff. I'm not okay. I'm actually talking no, I know. from experience. I know. It just really sounds like we're talking about. Like, I know, like sexual positions and like oh, a Venus good Venus mount. mount. I said mount. I, I should have said mount. Okay. Oh. oh. Oops. <laughs> Uh, where is the Venus? My mind is not anywhere bad. 
Um, what are we talking about, though? I'm looking and I the don't Venus, know. Okay. Venus mount is the, the fleshy part under your thumb. Yeah. I thought that was a part Where right above your vagina. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about hands here, Torrance. You have a vagina on your hand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, your your mind line says you're pretty you're pretty logical. It's pretty strong. Um, it curves downward a little bit, but it's not a lot. So I think you're okay. okay. Your mind's intact. Good. Why does Ben get a real palm reading and we don't? Ours was real. <laughs> your fate line is actually pretty crisscross right now. You're probably going to go in a lot of directions for a while until cool. you figure out what you want to do. Sweet. What's the? Where's the podcast line? Can you read about that? <laughs> is it going to end after this episode? <laughs> <laughs> and your nails are cut really short. You should stop doing that. I bite them. Yep. Me too. All right. Let me read your palm. Hold on. My palms are really sweaty. I was real nervous about that palm reading. <laughs> All right, let's Mom's see. Spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. Okay, so you definitely have water hands. So you're going to have to be put down, too. <laughs> All right, so I'm just looking at your hands overall. Your hands are really wet. Very, <laughs> water very, hands. Yeah, very supple hands. So that means that, uh, that you won't have to work very hard in your lifetime to get what you want. <laughs> Obviously. What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so let's see. So this is your um, lifeline. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like it stops in the middle and then starts back up again towards yep. the bottom. So what that means is I'm you're going to go into a coma probably in your 50s. And that's probably, if I compare that to my hand since we're married, yep, that's about the time I remarry. And <laughs> And then we chop off your hand and you get a new exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> and then we can start this whole process all over again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, so I'm looking here at your heart line. And it curves upward towards the end. So that might be, maybe that's a good thing for you. <laughs> maybe that's a good thing maybe, for you. Maybe. <laughs> but, uh, okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. I'm just keep these thoughts to myself. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, my... My lifeline goes really far away from my thumb, it which does. is supposed to signify loving to travel or live in different places. Well, I don't doesn't say that to me, so <laughs> disregard that. <laughs> um, so you looks like you're gonna live till you're about sixty three. I don't see. Isn't your marriage line supposed to be like right here? There's no. <laughs> wouldn't her right? Oops. Wouldn't her right <laughs> hand tell you more about her future? No, her left hand would. I thought it'd be her dominant hand that told you about her. her sure, what's she's left handed. I know. No, the the, uh, the right hand is supposed to tell you how things are supposed to be. But I thought your dominant hand told you that. No, that's how things are, or how you're living it, right? Yeah. Yeah, the dominant hand is supposed said? to be the present. Um, the right, the other hand is supposed to be. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Well, it it could be the future. It could be um, like your ancestors or like your ancestry it It can be a lot of different things apparently different um different i don't know palmistry schools argue about it there are schools palmistry school did you go to (laughs) the online one (laughs) what is it a phoenix (laughs) (laughs) www what was that halfway through saying that i was like i'm not gonna say that Okay. George W. <laughs> All right. 
And that's it for your palm. That's all I could get out of it. What if you got a that hand transplant? Do you think it would still be the same? No, nope, that you inherit that other person's life. Mm. Yep. Well, they died. <laughs> I hope, anyway, if you, you have their hand. You get the life they would have had if they would have lived. So do you get their wife and kids and stuff? I think I legally, mean, I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if it's the left or whoever hand has the ring finger. Or Isn't the, that in the Constitution? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Totally. I think it's in the Bible, actually. Yeah. They're one the same to me. Right after beating your wife with something smaller than your thumb. America. Yeah, that, that uh, old chestnut. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know either. Old chestnut? But I think, so we're at an hour 30. I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Uh, there's one thing, is if we're wrapping it up, I do okay. want to shout out to Dominica, I believe that's her name, who recommended us to somebody looking for podcasts on Twitter, which was really awesome of her. So okay. if, you're, if you're out there, Dominica... I hope I'm saying your name right. Are I'm you hoping sure that's her I'm name? remembering it right. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll cut it out if that's really not her unsure. name. Yeah. No, it's, I've got it here. Okay. I just looked it up. I guess I could have been looking at it whenever I said it. How do you know it's not Dominica? It could be. Text text us and let us or tweet at us and tell us how to <laughs> say your name. This shouldn't be a hard name to say. I don't know why I'm getting frustrated or uh, messed up on it. Or just talking in general. I'm not able to do that today. <laughs> it's hard, man. But uh yeah, but thanks Thank you. Every, thanks everybody for listening again to this episode of Pseudophiles. Um, please rate, review us on iTunes. Follow us on our social media, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.